Welcome to another edition of Down the HR Rabbit Hole. My name is Sanders Offner. I'm the president of Crescent and Impact HR. We've got a, a fantastic show. So if you're if you're listening to this and you like wine and you enjoy wellness, you will certainly get a lot out of this podcast. So before we introduce our guest, I do want to introduce the folks that are with us today. We have Philip Carrillo, our director of HR for Impact and Crescent. We have our, one of our senior sales reps, Rochelle Chatonier. And we have Grayson Reno, who is our director of sales. Um, so, Rochelle, I would like for you to introduce our special guest. I would love to today. So, I've met Meredith recently as a new client of ours and fell in love with what she does as a business and who she is as a person. So, Meredith, please tell us a little bit about who you are and what, you're, what you do. Cool. Well, first, thank you for having me. And uh, we're so excited to be uh, with Crescent and Impact Art. HR, so thank you so much for everything that you do and uh, for having me here. So yes, I it's kind of unique when I say I do wine and wellness, everyone kind of looks at me like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> are you doing yoga and balancing wine on your stomach or something? No, that's not what we're doing. But uh, my background, um, actually my first, I guess, career was I was a exercise um I have my master's in exercise science and wellness, and so I taught and coached at the community college level in Phoenix, Arizona. And But somewhere along that way, I got to spend a lot of time in Sonoma and Napa, California, and start diving in and learning about wine. And the more and more I get to sit down with winemakers and be in that community, I just saw so many parallels between what really wellness is, which is kind of that multidimensional wellness, mind, body, spirit and wine so in 2016 i launched a company called decant you um, which basically does seminars on the relationship between wine and wellness so ideally you sit down and you see where how can wine a be part of a healthy lifestyle because we know a lot of us enjoy imbibing and then also how um, can wine maybe give you a little bit uh, better wellness in your life awesome well thank you so much for being here today yeah, well, I'm excited. You know, Meredith, one of the intriguing things that when Rochelle and Philip were telling me about what you do and certainly being on this podcast, when you when you really incorporate wine and wellness. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking if, you know, basis of this podcast is to really uh, provide resources to HR professionals mm -hmm. or business owners who are, are dealing with things in their business that either they don't have uh, um, opportunities to go get this type of information or they just need help. Mm -hmm. But what we've talked about a lot in our podcast is, you know, engaging employees, retention of employees, especially in today's climate where it's not only hard to find good employees, but it's, it's hard to keep them. Yeah. So engagement is really, is, is a key piece of that. So when I learned that wine and wellness was a part of what you do with helping to go into businesses and help them, mm -hmm. that was very intriguing. So again, if you're a business owner, you're an HR professional listening to this, you have to be unique mm -hmm. in today's employee climate in order to be able to attract and retain some top talent mm -hmm. so I like the creativity and what you be able to what you're bringing to businesses so walk me through what your traditional engagement is with with a business mm -hmm. as you're trying to do your program with them mm -hmm. and that's actually a I mean, I've worked with a lot of different um, various organizations, stuff, but the primary thing is usually team building. They want me to come in. They want to offer their employees a unique experience. Wellness is definitely a buzzword, right? And sometimes it gets lost in the meaning, but wellness and making sure that your employees are 
um, doing good things for their mind and body is really important for businesses. So the wellness component is fine, but sometimes that doesn't always bring people to the table. So if you add wine, more people are a little bit intrigued. And also wine is one of those things that tends to, it connects people, it breaks down barriers. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've done this and the room's really quiet and people aren't really wanting to talk and everyone has a few sips of wine and all of a sudden everyone's friends. And when you do that, it really helps to break down the barriers, but also then you get to, you know, you get to see someone more than just your coworker. You start to see them more as a person and someone that you can, you know, you respect them maybe a little more. Maybe that helps bring a special bond. And then it's also that when you have shared experiences together, it creates more connection with people. So I think those are two things. It's kind of, it's it's a fun in activity. People maybe hope walk away with something they can pull out as their next party trick when they're out serving wine of some little tidbit of information that everyone loves but it hopefully you're also going to walk away your employees are going to walk away feeling like more empowered which I know is something Crescent is about empowering um, people and so it's also that thing they feel because you talk about wine you talk a little bit about wellness you walk away feeling just a little bit better and hopefully more connected with the person to your right and your left as well so what's one way you know, if, if, if I'm an HR professional for a business mm-hmm. and I want to be able to present this idea to a decision maker or, or an owner of the company, mm-hmm. what would be the best route for me to be able to do that? What, what am I going to say that's really going to be impactful enough to say, hey, that's a great idea. Let's, let's bring Meredith and her group in mm-hmm. to do this for our staff. Yeah, and I think the, going back to that is this is going to help us not only learn a little bit about wellness, which is all, always going to make us all feel a little bit better, but it's also going to help, I think, connect our employees in terms of sharing a bond, sharing an experience, um, and also maybe, you know, I use sort of a, an, what's the right word? When I'm doing it, I talk about wine and how the benefit of blend, you know, most wines are blends, and it's because you know, as a team leader or someone who's in charge of the company, you're trying to build the best team. And rather than focusing on the weaknesses, sometimes focus on the strengths, but how do you pair the strengths? So the best wines are blends of taking the best things together. Winemakers don't focus on the weaknesses of wine. They focus on the blends. So the blends might be you're combining, you know, Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot and Petit Verdot, like in a Bordeaux blend. Or it might be it's all Cabernet Sauvignon, but it came from different vineyards because every vineyard offers something special. So if you kind of use this and then you kind of parlay that into what, your staff and your employees bring like and everyone starts to respect look you have this amazing strength so I need to rely on you because your strength is going to make my strength better and then you see each other more as this blend comes together you can create more perfection like you can in a glass of wine than if you try to just relate solely on yourself or you focus more on a person's weakness and feel like you're always trying to you're you're dismissing what they bring because you think they're more of a weak link instead you focus on their positive so I kind of use this analysis isn't the right example but wine kind of is an example of how you can really create perfection if you focus on strengths and I think that can be really important in wanting to build a strong team. Philip let me ask you this Um, as you're dealing with businesses uh, do you find that HR professionals maybe shy away from from wanting to implement these things because they it's it's elusive to maybe a, a decision maker that they'd want to do this you know because a, a business owner is going to want to know what the ROI is right right what's the impact on the business and and obviously if if the HR professional can say look 
we believe if we can do these things, it could improve our retention rate by 10%. Mm -hmm. What does that equate to a dollar amount to the business owner? And that resonates, right? So how does a, how would an HR professional approach maybe the, a decision maker or an owner with this great idea? Mm -hmm. Well, just your analysis alone sounded like a, a pitch to me. Um, there are at least three things that you mentioned that stood out as uh, necessary ingredients for not just teamwork, but what's the business outcome of teamwork? It's innovation, it's a better quality product, it's better customer service, it's better output just in general, right? Um, the first thing was that it increases connection. Engagement is defined at organizations of any size as the employee's connection to that business. The employee's connection to that business often looks like their employee, their connection to their colleagues. Mm -hmm. It's their connection to their boss. Mm -hmm. So um, <coughs> the, this is you're really creating a kind of an ecosystem of, of 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 opportunities for for employees to connect in ways that they never would otherwise. Mm -hmm. One, two, it loosens the barriers mm -hmm. or or reduces the barriers. Mm -hmm. Um, everyone, when they walk into the office, is really worried about putting their best foot forward. Mm -hmm. You don't really connect or trust someone for their best foot forward. <laughs> you have to really know what they're about and mm -hmm. uh, some of the uh, multifaceted aspects of their personality and then also the uh, the weaknesses. If you don't know weaknesses in HR, then you really can't um, address skills uh, gaps in organizations and really um, get to that perfect blend. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then finally, the getting to know each other piece. So all of those three things together, they're a lot the same, but um, getting through those barriers and then um, really uh, understanding how, wh what turns somebody on, I think, is, is really important. So what kind of wine somebody likes yes. um, is maybe a, a great analogy for what are they, what are they going to excel at because they absolutely love what they're doing? What's going to make them happy about coming into the office? Mm -hmm. So when you're making an ROI pitch to an executive about this, um, <coughs> it's maybe you connect the dots to an existing problem in your organization and say, look, these are the three or these are the, the, the five things that I think that this could help to eliminate this particular challenge in the organization if we do some team building exercise such as this. Um, that's, that would be my suggestion. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so let me ask, um, I would say another expert on wine and wellness, Ms. Rochelle Chatagnier. Yeah. <laughs> Who very much loves wine. I do love wine. And is a, and is, and is a fitness instructor. It, this so is very good wine. Wellness. <laughs> it is. So let me ask you, as you, Rochelle, uh, um, how how what's your take on this pairing as well? Um, because I know you're 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 heavily involved in, in in these two things, and they're very you're very passionate about it too. So, you know, you know someone like Meredith that goes into a business and and obviously an employee of a business. How how would you, as the employee? Um, react to an opportunity or a program like this? Yeah, I personally love the idea, not just because I love wine. <laughs> like I know here at Crescent, we are so big on the team building aspect and we're so big on our culture and our environment. And you also see that in the gym that I coach at, we do team building events with our members mm. and a lot of those include wine and champagne. <laughs> so Perfect. it is one of those things that I think that they marry so well together. And like you said, it breaks down those barriers. So somebody who may be a little bit more reserved in their work day and you can't get them to really open up all of a sudden, you know, we all know alcohol loses an inhibition. So yeah. in a sense it, it can help to, you know, productively and creatively, 
help to not only learn and educate about something that is can be so complex as far as wine goes, mm -hmm. but to help to, you know, build those connections and know your, you know, your employees that maybe you did not know on that deeper level sitting next to somebody in a cubicle mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis because you just never were able to have any of these other conversations that you may have in the education piece and you might you might uncover something that you really like about somebody that you mm -hmm. never thought mm -hmm. so i think they pair fantastically together and it's just about how meredith brings it to the table and really brings that education piece to businesses um to really kind of bring it full circle awesome. meredith walk walk us through the the wellness component of your mm -hmm. programs you know wellness people think exercise dieting mm -hmm. i know it's so much more than that so Obviously, we understand what the wine impact is. So tell us, what where does the wellness, what are you doing on the wellness side? Yeah, so one of the things is I we talk definitely about what is wellness because it does often get lost. You know, it's this word that gets tossed around so often now. Yes, exercise is important. How we eat is important. But as I think we've learned, especially in the last few years, mental health is so important. Um, emotional health is so important and those are all components of wellness and so while we we're not get, we don't want to make it too serious and dive in that we want we kind of talk about how wine is very multi-dimensional so is wellness so you know we can be very healthy and eat all the right things but if we're lonely we're not complete and so we kind of talk a little bit about that i can talk about all the things that are in wine that make them considered the healthy beverage, resveratrol, polyphenols. We can we talk a little bit about that. And often whoever it is that I'm going in to do, I ask them to guide me like, do you want me to focus a lot on wellness? Do you want me to focus on physical wellness? Then we, you know, the other part of what I use wine for is every glass of wine is an opportunity for an act of mindfulness. Because to really be about this glass of wine, you have to use your senses. You have to be of this glass of wine. So if you start to find, use every glass of wine as an act of mindfulness, my, how might you extend that into other parts of your wine? So that's where we kind of bring in mindfulness a little bit, but without being over the top with it. And then letting people and we can talk about how, what that does for your mind and then the connectedness of wine is where we also talk about wellness because we know we need we're humans we need to be connected to people and that's what wine does so we kind of touch on all of those different things and then again depending on what the client wants we dive deeper into which aspect of that they might want what they might want and most of them i find want to have a wellness component only because usually as you talk about like um, an ROI and taking it to someone at top, you know, there are actual statistics on what wellness programs can do for employees. There aren't necessarily statistics on what adding wine to. <laughs> <laughs> so we can always go down that route. Those are more subjective, deductive. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I love that. The, um, uh, the idea of having to be um, present and mindful just to even articulate what the various notes of flavor are in a mm -hmm. glass of wine mm -hmm. something i've not mastered so i need a, a class well, it, we're all we're, it's lots of practice <laughs> <laughs> but it also brings down you know i always my disclaimer is you know in moderation so wine and wellness is in moderation but if you slow down to be mindful in each glass of wine we're also you know being respectful of the fact that we're we're not just doing shots of wine or you know <laughs> <laughs> right well look i think you know I believe this younger generation, as they're entering the workforce, probably even up to the you know mid thirties, mm -hmm. is they're not so much concerned about how much are you paying me, and what are my benefits. Mm -hmm. They want to know what's the culture like at your business. What are the things that you're doing to create that 
that bondage with with the employees. Am I, am I going to fit in here? So even on the recruitment side, I think it's strong if an employer said, hey, here are the things that we do as a team. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's a Christmas party or a crawfish yeah. boil or, or a, a wine event, whatever it may be, could be the deciding factor between an employer finding a great hire versus losing them to someone that maybe does something even more creative. I can second that. I mean, you always hear like, what are the fun stuff? And I will tell you this. I have several friends that also work on the floor that our our office is in. And they're always like, we have our big old training room where we have all of our staff get together. And they're like, y'all are so loud. And it sounds like you're having so much fun. Like, how do I come? Can I come? Can I come to your event? Or, you know, when we do our quarterly yoga sessions or they're like, oh, I want to come. Like, that sounds so much fun. So they're like, you do so much fun stuff at your office. So, I mean, I think that is really a draw once people like they take the boringness, I guess, out of work Mm -hmm. and take work out of work and bring a little bit of fun and excitement to, you know, your job. It brings a little bit more enjoyment to what you do on a day to day basis. Yeah. You spend a lot of time at work. You, you want to hopefully like the people you're with and enjoy the time, I mean, with them, too. Well, look, you you know, the unfortunately, the loyalty in businesses really isn't there anymore. You know, like mm-hmm. our, our parents' generation, they went to work for one company for mm-hmm. 30, 40 years, and then they retired. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I just think that the younger professionals, it's not about, hey, I want to go work for this company for for 30, 40 years. That's important to me. Mm-hmm. It's more about what's what's in it for me. Not not so much as selfishly as that may sound, mm-hmm. but you got to keep them engaged. You got you got to get to keep them around, and you got to keep them connected. And that and that is where I think the role of an HR professional has drastically changed mm. in today's climate. Is it's not just about managing the minutia of an employee and employee benefits and the questions that they may have. It's it's being proactive. Like, hey, we've got a, a 30 great employees here. They could leave tomorrow. What are we doing to keep them engaged? Oh, and by the way, I've got to find creative and unique ways to be able to recruit people as well. Mm-hmm. So I love the idea of even on a, on a, on a, a recruitment ad, mm-hmm. like, hey, here are the fun things that we do here at the business, and it could be wine and wellness. Mm-hmm. Imagine finding a fantastic employee because their one hobby or something that they're like addicted to that they love to do is drinking wine. Yeah. Or or right. or, or or wellness. <laughs> right. Hey, you had me at hello, right? Right. Exactly. You know, it's kind of one of those things. So, look, I think it's a it's a great and creative idea, and um, you know we that. look forward to watching how your how your business progresses. You know. So mm-hmm. so Meredith, um, before we wrap up, mm-hmm. tell tell us the audience, you know, how do we find you? You know, it could be an email address, phone number. What, you know, what, what do you have any typical targets within business with certain industries and, and how we can help you promote your business? Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, so we do have a website and it's decant with the letter U at the end, dot com. Decant meaning, you know, to decant a wine. You being, take it as decant you university or, you know, decant you as a person open yourself up to being the greatest version of yourself you can be um you can go there uh my email address is just mh griffin my last name at decantu.com is how you can definitely reach out to me our website we're kind of in the process of updating it because we we have a you know we like to create the right program for your group and we try you know if we were doing a group that you know we've done banks we've done law groups we've done small uh, boutiques that 
I mean, we've kind of done a little bit of everything. I find more corporate environment tends to be our, our bigger focus because they really do want to do something out of the box, more enjoyable. Um, we've also done client appreciation. so we c- But we can kind of customize it to fit you, um, you know, and you let me know how you want to do it. We do small tasting pours. We can bring in food along so you can do the experience of how wine interacts with food to you know further enhance the experience again we can focus more on the wellness side of it we can focus more on the wine side of it we can definitely tailor it to uh whatever you're looking whatever you're looking for and i assume businesses anywhere in the country or are you you just regionally based yeah so (laughs) i mean i can i've i did start doing virtual ones during COVID, so i've done some in the northeast i mean i'm here in new orleans Phoenix, Arizona, or in Cleveland, Ohio, are three places where I travel too frequently. I know that's probably random, um, but I am open to traveling anywhere to do it. If or also we can do it virtually if if needed as well. Meredith, one of the other things that I want to point out that you didn't touch on, and one of the things that you're focusing on right now, because we do um, have so many good nonprofits in the area, mm-hmm. is that you've been helping nonprofits in order to, for their galas and their events to increase their profitability through wine. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us how you've been doing that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a new kind of new um, um, direction we've started going just as an interest. So for charities, you know, often you attend charity events, and obviously because they're trying to raise money, the wine served is not often the, the highest quality wine, right? Um, Never is. Yeah, <laughs> unless you go to a charity event in Napa, California, and then maybe, but yes, exactly. And nothing to their fault, obviously, it's about raising mon- money, but so um, a couple different organizations had reached out to help me be creative because you know it's, it's harder to raise money these days of how to do it. So what we've done is help curate packages. So if you have a table in an event, what you can do is offer your sponsors and those who have tables a way to upgrade their wine experience for that night. So we curate a higher quality, and it's a win-win. The charity makes a little extra money because off of it, and then the, the people get to enjoy a really, really nice wine. So again, so we've been doing that, or we've also done it in a way like say you have a bigger event and you just create a wine lounge where you serve higher quality. If people want to go in there, they buy an extra, a higher, you know, like a ticket or a wrist bracelet or something, and then they can go in there. And again, charity w- makes a little extra money. Those who enjoy wine get to experience a little higher quality wine. It's it's been it's been fun fun to do that. Excellent. Well, we do a lot of work with nonprofits, so yeah, I think we could. I think this podcast could be a a great business pitch. We could forward it to them. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. I wish I could take credit for the idea. Someone came to me with the idea and said, Hey, could you help us do that? So I, but I'm all on board. It's been fun getting, getting to do that. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> this gentleman over here is, uh, on the board of son of a saint. Yeah. Who's a, so great. I'm sure. He can make an intro for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Meredith, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Rochelle, yeah. Gray, Philip, for joining us as well. This is going to wrap up, um, our latest edition of Down the HR Rabbit Hole, and we will see you next time.